Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. from Boston. A Michael Jackson, George Michael debate, huh? You want to know what's not debatable? The fact that nobody cares to listen to you two Cinderella's discuss either of them. What's up, guys? Sebastian Maniscalco, how are you doing, bro? The Pete and Sebastian Show. Let's do it. Wow, you're amped, bro. That's Lou's amped. choice. Lou did this to me. Blame Lou. Yeah, dude. Why, is this, uh, is this your jam? Oh, what, are you kidding me, man? Beyonce, she is the queen. Are you kidding oh, wow. me? Oh, everything oh. about her is... Her looks, her voice, her words, just boom. She's just goddess. You kidding me? You, in, you into the husband? Uh, I massive respect, massive respect. But you know, I'm not like really a huge fan of. Uh, I mean, I love him. In uh, is this the, this is one right where he starts talking about Nick Van Exel and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And and the thing he does with Alicia Keys, yeah, respect, but. Not, you know, listen, if it's him and her at a party and they part ways to go, like, talk to other people, I'm following Beyonce. And not even sexually speaking. I'm just following her for, like, respect yeah. for her work as an artist. You wouldn't talk to her if she was at John Legend's no, party? Hey, if we're, well, you know, probably not because I'm not like that. I'm not going to do that to people, bro. Although well, I, I did have a couple celebrity sightings on Sunday that I have to get into. But, oh, I just get um... But but before we get into that, I'm going to give you my pick of the week since this is where this is going in, in regards to music. I'm building my playlist and and I'm building my music repertoire. Uh, might not be a Lou or Pete pick of the week, but uh, Lou, if we could get uh, it's called Body by Loud Luxury featuring Brando. If we could pipe that into the the listeners' ears just to get them going on a treadmill. Everything I do is treadmill worthy. By the mm. way, it's never a song where you just sit back and have a scotch and a cigar. I this know, is stuff it's... that makes you want to get on a uh, twelve incline and really yeah, cook it. I know. I know. So, uh, Lou, pull up, pull up, body, body featuring Brando. Oh yeah, here, crank it up a little bit, Lou. Oh wow, here we go. The only way I would ever hear this in my life other than you playing it for me is a red light. That's it. 
some dude next to me at a red light. Otherwise, it will uh, never cross paths uh, with this. Oh, my, man. This is where it really kicks in. Right here. Oh, please turn oh, green. Wow. Turn green. Turn green. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. Oh, what guy's the box? We're cooking. Oh, we got someone crossing the street. We got to wait a little bit. Oh. Oh, wow. The chills. Oh, God. He's turned oh, red man. again. Oh. <laughs> we didn't even get to go. <laughs> oh, there you have it. There's my pick of the week. The song's two years old, probably, but I heard it uh, uh, on Sirius XM. Okay. Uh, and, uh, two minutes old to me and Lou. <laughs> so. <laughs> nice. So that's that. So that's where I'm at. Let me set the table. All right. I got invited to the Writers Guild of America Awards on Sunday night, and I was presenting for best video game writing right right yes my first time doing this uh so a little nervous going up there bunch of writers in the room i get there i do the red carpet with lana uh i'm not a big red carpet guy we've gone over this before um i i, I gotta already interject i, I yeah. don't want you to lose your flow Go but no. i me and the listeners are sitting here going i'm so uh, you did, they did the garden shows, they did all the shows, all the stand-up you've done in your career and in the movies, and you're nervous presenting? Is this like a football star going to present an award mm. to the science geeks feeling? Is that what's going on here or something? Anytime I do anything new, I have anxiety. Plus, when there's a teleprompter involved, it gets me off my game. Okay. Oh God, but this is new, like washing your car for the first time. New? Are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, reading this is, is new. It's not. I it's not on TV, see. right? I can't see. <laughs> all right. Well, I told you, glasses are coming. But all right, fine, fine. All right. All but right. this isn't a so, live telecast, right? No, not televised. Okay. This is right. at the Beverly Hills Hilton, where the Golden Globes are. Uh, same room. So I do the I do the red carpet. Some woman tries to talk about there is a big disagreement, and maybe you know this, being an ex-writer, I was unaware of it, but the writers and the agents are battling about uh, some type of pay that the agency gets for packaging uh, movies and TV deals. I had to bypass that particular interview. Anyway, I walked the Ooh, that's That's interesting. It's like... You know, it's like you're almost walking through a strike, you know? Well, <laughs> boycott style. Go! Yo, boycott style. I got you a boycott swing. Boycott style. Yeah, well, she's like, I'm doing this big expose for, I forgot the publication, and do you know anything? I go, I don't know anything about it. Um, it's not worth talking to me about it. She's like, oh, okay, and we went our separate ways. So I get there, and we get there kind of late. Dinner's being served. I don't eat during these things, all right? But Lana mm-hmm. was starving, so we go to the table. Judy is at, at the table, my manager. And she's like, oh, I've just been sitting here talking to the rest of the actors. Now, I get introduced to a couple of people. Uh, one of the guys I recognized because he was in the movie The House with me. His name was Cedric. I forget his last name. The guy sitting next to him, a couple sitting next to me, and across the table are two women. I say hello to them. I sit down. 
And I'm talking Alana. All right. Show starts. Uh, Chelsea Peretti's hosting. She comes out, does the monologue, and we kick right into the evening. Now, the whole time, there, uh, there's jokes, a lot of inside jokes about yes, writers. Wait, go, do, 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 do. Can I just for a sec? Uh, yeah, yeah. Che- for the listeners that might not know, Chelsea Peretti, she's the funny one on um, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Sandberg, right? Andy Sandberg? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And uh, she um, is a comedian as well. Um, and are you dressed in a tuxedo or a suit? I need to know the vibe that matters. I'm in a black tuxedo. Wow. Um, All right. Is everyone else in tuxedos? Well, it's funny because I'm looking around the room and the invitation said tuxedo preferred. And I'm looking around the room and I'm like, is this the new tuxedo with this little slim black tie? Oh, is that what was going on? I don't know. Yeah. I was like, all right. Is this like, if this is a black tie event and you took it as wear a black tie, you're off the mark on this. But. I'm looking around the room, not too many people in tuxedos, okay? Well, can you so fill what? us in? Because I'm not sure either. So when something, if an invite says black tie only, does that mean a black and white suit is good or has to be, does that mean tuxedo? Generally speaking, it means tuxedo, formal wear. Formal wear is considered a tuxedo, not a, not a black suit. So I'm in a tux oh. like it's the Oscars. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Black black tux fits like skin. One of those tuxes. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. This is you. You just your custom made tux. You've worn it a few other times, right? Uh, actually, this one I I think I wore once before, but I'm hitting an I'm hitting a nice weight right now. Everything fits. You know, it's yeah. like uh, you ever get a little. Well, you don't probably have this problem, but you ever. You ever get a little too round around the belly, and you start trying to tuck in a, a button-up shirt? You ever, you ever, mm-hmm. you ever mm-hmm. do that, and then it starts kind of billowing out the top? Yes. Oh man, what bothers yes. me the most is when I put on a t-shirt, and you can start to just see a little bump where it's supposed to dangle, uh, and you're like, oh, oh my god, it's touching at the bottom. Oh god, it's. Oh, oh God! It's oh. It's I literally—you don't see me until that shit ain't touching again. I don't fucking go out or nothing. That oh, is... I hear you, bro. It's supposed oh. to—it's supposed to like, like if you have a body or any somewhat of a man's body, it's supposed to like from the chest down, just like a drape, absolutely, just kind of blowing the wind, right. Man. Summer breeze hitting a curtain just right through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, when I see that little bump, um, if there was like some special teeth covers uh, that you could put on, your teeth don't get damaged, I'd, I'd go puke like fucking Karen Carpenter. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an edit, Lou? <laughs> but I hear you, man. So, so you're in. You're feeling good. I mean, when you, you everything is fitting nice. You got your tux. Everyone should be in a tux. Half the places. I got the table set here. All right. Okay. So, I start to look around. I I wanna see who's there, but I get summoned to the green room, and the writers are 
back there and they're like, do you want to go over the teleprompter so you, you kind of know what to say? And I, and I had the script of what they wanted me to say. And I thought about kind of veering from it and writing my own stuff in there. But I'm like, you know what? Let me just write what's, let me just read what's written. So I go, I read it, go back to my seat. They said, uh, some guy's going to come up to you. You're going to present a little later on in the evening. So just relax and watch the show. So I'm looking around. I'm hoping I find something in the room that I could possibly lead in with. I like to do like um, kind of current humor, like something that everybody's experiencing in the room or calling out something that I saw earlier in the night and to get the crowd on my side. Yeah. Okay. So Ron Howard is there sitting front row. Uh, Now the setting is dinner tables, round dinner tables. And, um, God, what's the guy's name that was on Saturday Night Live? Now he's got his own show on HBO. Uh, Bill, Bill Hader. Yeah. He goes up and he kind of makes reference. He goes, oh, my God, that's Ron Howard. And uh, you're great, man. And kind of like had like a um, kind of funny banter with Ron Howard. Although Ron Howard didn't say anything, he was kind of uh, making light of the fact that Ron Howard was sitting front row and he was excited. So... Uh, people would start to come out and they would refer to Ron Howard. It's like Ron Howard was the running joke of the night, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm like, all right, the, after the fourth or fifth time, it's getting stale with the Ron Howard reference already, right? This yeah. is what I'm s- sitting there thinking. So I was gonna, I was gonna open up with that, but it slipped my mind. It was one of those things where I, it, it was like a fleeting thought. But it didn't stick because it just—it was one of those things. I don't know if you've ever witnessed something and thought, "Oh, that's funny. Maybe I'll say that," and then it flew out yeah. of your head because something else happened. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I was gonna go. All right, with, you know, I was gonna come up there. I go. I think we 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 beat the Ron Howard thing to death. Could we find somebody else in the room to make fun of? Or <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> and I was pissed off after. <laughs> In your voice, bro, that would have been real funny, man. Yeah, I know. And in retrospect, I, I wish I would have said something like that. But anyway, let me take you back to uh, the green room. And I get a tap. And um, they're like, you're going to go up. So as, I, as I'm looking, out, I'm looking at uh, Jamie Lynn Ziegler. You know who that is? From the Sopranos, right? Yeah. Meadow? Meadow? Meadow. Meadow. Yeah. She's out there. Yeah. She does a thing. She comes back off the stage, and she goes sits back at my table. I was sitting with Meadow the whole time. I didn't even know it. Can you believe? Wow. I can't believe, man. I mean, I got no celebrity radar, bro. You don't even have Italian radar. <laughs> I mean, let alone, you would think you'd go, hey, as an Italian person, and then go, oh, not only is she Italian, I watched her every Sunday with my family. I know, I feel ashamed. I feel Does she ashamed. look the same? She looks great. I didn't, I just like, I got to the table and I was so in my head about the presentation, I didn't even clock to see who was at my table. And I was like, damn, I should have, you know, said something. Motherfucker. <laughs> My fucking daughter! My fucking daughter! Oh, 
Well, I got I got to be honest. When I'm sitting here busting your chops, like, what are you so nervous about? And then you go, so Bill Hate is riffing, Ron Howard's there. I, I'm I'm getting nervous from my little closet here in Fredonia. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Oh, man. So I, yeah, it's like and nothing is what it says it is in Hollywood. It ain't no dinner. It's not an award show. All right? It's not. It's uh, audition. Uh, it's, it's a lot going on. Even when you go to Ralph's Supermarket in L.A., you're not just going to Ralph's Supermarket. You may be accidentally bumping carts with Steve Martin, so get your improv ready. <laughs> Fuck it. I live in Fredonia. I don't run into I don't even run into a Buffalo Bison AAA baseball player. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're definitely dead on on that. Because yeah, this I don't this need this shit. I'm nervous from here. So you okay. got Ron Howard. So did you? What happened? What happened? So then you know I'm still because I'm still in the wings waiting and right and other realizing you were sitting up. next to a celebrity and didn't know yeah, that realizing a celebrity okay. Ron Howard's there and then you know Peretti comes out and she goes Bradley you know and I go oh, Bradley Cooper's here too come on are you right? serious Star is born's in the audience so I'm like here we go. Boy, he so ain't this is nothing, huh? Jeez. <laughs> is he even showering between these award shows? Holy shit, is he hopping from show to show like a Russian who just won the Stanley Cup, traveling around with the cup for two weeks. That's oh, how yeah. much Cooper's bouncing around. Cooper's oh. everywhere. So it, it's it's Hollywood. You know, this is where the... It's the I'm in the popular room. You know what I'm you saying? It's like... Yeah. It's like uh, if I could equate it to high school. In high school, I was never in the popular group. Nobody likes us. I'm in the back, and again, I'm clocking who's in the room. And, and to, to give the listeners kind of an overview of what I'm feeling like, and I was trying to relate it back to when I was a kid in high school, I was the kid who was never the star football player or the wrestler or, or ever invited to the popular kid's house for a party. I was kind of always on the, uh, the outskirts, the perimeter kind of looking in. And I felt now that like a popular kid invited me to the party, but yeah. I didn't know if anybody knew me there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it was a tight-knit group of people that all knew one another, and then yeah. then me. So, wonder, do, you, do you think there's like a, a little bit of that? You know, like when some comic, for example, breaks into the club in New York or L.A., I, I don't get to know them too soon, too early, because they could have just had a few good sets, and they start bombing, and then they're out of the scene. You know what I mean? You got to... So, yeah. so you think there's a sense yeah. of, yeah, let's, let's, let's see if it's going to last for a sec here. Yeah, it's like if you're at the Comedy Cellar and a new guy came in, uh, maybe from Los Angeles, or maybe an actor who was popular, but you didn't really know who he was. It's one of those things where I didn't know, you know, like when you go out and present, I, I, you need like you need to like show your attitude within the first five, seven seconds so that people kind of know where you're coming from. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if I do the Ron Howard thing, is that going to be a little too, you know, harsh? Or I, I just didn't know where it was going to land. So I'm like, let me just stick with the, the script. 
So I get announced. They announce me a uh, comedian, an actor in the Green Book. So it kind of sets the table. Like, oh, okay, he's in the Green Book. He's a comedian. Da, da, da. I go out, and I do about a minute and 37 seconds. I think that was the total, total um, length of my presentation. And I did a little improv. I went off script. But as I'm going off script, I'm yeah. noticing the scroll is scrolling so it's like i'm going off but i still need to jump back in because <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like when you're doing improv and, and i'm about to tell the scroller no no no, i need that i need that to come back to guy this, <laughs> the, the improv is in addition to the script not in in place of so, yeah. So. Oh, this is so funny. I thought you were going to say, oh. every time I went off script, he paused the scroll. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the scroll's still going. I so know, I got to speed it. up. The <laughs> <laughs> so I'm speeding up the improv to hop back on the horse. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's like a treadmill. You hop off to a joke and you got to quick get back up on the treadmill where it was before it rolls under. <laughs> Oh, God. So I get back on. I did okay. I mean, I, I got some laughs. I can't I can't complain. It was good. It wasn't well, as great as I wanted it to be. But uh, I'm, I'm pining now because what you do is you the nominees are, and then they go to the screen. Now I'm in the dark, and while I'm in the dark, the guy comes out with the envelope of the winner, right? Yeah. So the whole time I'm sitting there watching the nominees, I'm thinking, oh, man, this thing better open. I'm nervous about getting the envelope open, okay? Yeah. So lights go back on. I go back up to the podium. I go to crack the envelope. It, it you ever? It's one of those envelopes that's sealed with, like, a round gold, like, emblem. Yeah, I've you know seen them saying? all the time in the award shows on TV. So. I don't know if you've ever tried to open up an envelope like that and like half of it opens like right right before the emblem yeah. that cracks open and that's what I did. I'm like Psh! I'm like oh no in my head I'm like oh my god. The thing the thing didn't open on the first try. Then I go from the other side the same thing happens. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. So then then I just I I animal open it like a like an orangutan. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled Ron Howes whispered to his wife, forget what I said earlier, this guy's a fucking animal. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, is this what I'm going to do with one of my scripts if I give it to him? I'll tear the fucking thing apart? Fucking, forget it, forget it. <laughs> oh, I, I'm seeing my, my whole career go down the tubes exactly. People going, oh, God, we thought he was funny, but he can't even get an envelope open. So <laughs> so I, I, I orangutan this thing, and... I rip open the envelope, but I rip open half of the half of the name of the game I'm supposed to <laughs> say who won. <laughs> Dude, do you know what kind of Neanderthal you have to be to when you rip open an envelope for like a Hallmark reading card, you rip part of the card? Like I, I you usually feel like, oh, it's getting harder to tear. Let me stop ripping. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. This is yeah. All right. This is 
Hey, when you're up in front, of, when you're in front of a a room of 500 people and uh, and, and everybody's staring at you, open up an envelope. <laughs> But you've done things, bro. You've done things. I know, bro. I'm just saying I've never opened up an envelope in front of 500 people that I got to read what's inside it. <laughs> so that's, the, the that's name harder the- than making them laugh with nothing but a microphone. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that the game was God of War. So thank God it was a small kind of... Um, a uh, video game title because yeah. I made it out because it was ripped in three and I kind of read it. It was like three dimensional, like God. And then the O popped off and the F was still on the, pa- it, it looked like, it looked like a mess. Look, I went to a shredder, but I made it out. God of war. I stepped back. Those guys come up. Were you, were you the- able to do a smooth refold with everything you just read? As you back off, the classy guys, they do a refold, put it to the side, or did you just have a big ball of ripped up shit in your hand? (laughs) (laughs) Did you just ball it like a fist? (laughs) No, no. I did like a, I did a piecemeal fold, and what I did was, (laughs) but then I'm thinking, then I'm thinking, here's how sick my mind goes. As these guys are coming up. To get the award because they were they were basically sat in the parking lot, right? So it's taking a while for them to get through the crowd, and I'm thinking, oh man, maybe they want the envelope for like a like a keepsake. (laughs) (laughs) And I gotta give them, I gotta give them a shredded envelope here, guys. Frame that. Oh god. Oh man. What I do is I do a nice little piecemeal on the envelope, and I and I hold the envelope behind me. I do one of those where, as they're talking, I I, I kind of hold you know hold my hands behind me with the envelope. I listen to their speech, and then um, we walk off the stage. Now from do there, you, do you hand them an award, or does somebody else hand them? An no, they got award? like award people that have the award. That's the first question I asked. I said, "Do I hand them the award?" They said, "No." They got presenters that hand it to them. I said, "Okay, fine." Do you physically uh, like shake them and congratulate each one of them? Uh, no, I was there, and they walked right by me, and uh, and they, they 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 we didn't make contact at all. Uh, oh, all right, interesting. You think normally so, they would have made contact, but they were a little intimidated by I don't know. the fact I, that you I, just I, shredded the fucking envelope? I, I, I said in the speech something about uh, I had no idea there was even an award for video game writing. I said the last time I played a video game was, I think, when I was eight years old. It was Pitfall Harry. And, uh, you, 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 you said that after all? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh. I mean, why do we do the show? I just don't even uh, know. It, 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 it was good. It was good. And I go, right now there's a guy in his underwear in his basement with a headset on playing Call of Duty with another guy in Finland. Something about, like, you know, people, like, play video games through headsets. Or, and, yes. And, 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 then, and then I bled into uh, the wife about... 
Guys won't even have sex with their wives because they're playing video game. I said, if my wife walks down in a negligee and said, babe, meet me in the bedroom in 15 minutes, and I go, no, no, babe, hold on, I got and I, and I did something about, I got to kill these uh, zombies or whatever. It, it worked. So I made, I made a couple digs That's all hilarious. I, don't get me wrong. I thought that was all hilarious when we were talking about it, but I was wondering if the guys who win would be offended. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe they were. But I was like, I was like, who the hell? <laughs> Get those nerds! I said, I don't know much about video games. I mean, you know, the last time I played was when I was in a, a, eight years old, and you know, Pitfall yeah. Harry. The, the, no, there's no writing. You had to wait for the damn, you know, we, like we said, we had to wait for the thing to come over the pond, and you got on, and no writing in that. So anyway, I don't know if they were pissed off at the speech or or the envelope that was ripped to shreds. So, Juan and I night out we generally don't go out you know baby and what, what have you so we go to this restaurant um uh, steak joint now while i'm at the steak joint i get a text from the writer of the green book he says they're going to rayos now those of you in the know rayos in new york city is one of these restaurants where you can't even get in they got a guy who you know they, they have a People who own the table, you know about this, right? Not that they own it. No, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, they, 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 it's like real estate. They, uh, like, say, for example, let's say um, Steven Spielberg has uh, table 16 every Monday night. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Okay. Now, if he's not there every Monday night, he could give it to someone. That's the only way you could get into the restaurant if you know one of the, I don't know, 28 people that have tables there, right? right. Or maybe it's wow. more than that. Maybe gotcha. it's more than it's Maybe it's 28 more. Because there's only like 40 tables, but there's obviously seven nights a week. Maybe it's 280. I don't know. So right. that's the only way you could get in. Rayo's here in Los Angeles is not that way, but it's one of these institutions in New York, and they opened up a, a one out here. So we walk in, cool vibe, Really, kind of New York, red, you know, red and black uh, booths, you know, that that type of vibe. Yeah. And I yeah. got the tuxedo on. Something about wearing a tuxedo when you walk into a place where no one's wearing a tuxedo. I don't know. I feel like a like a I'm the owner coming to check on the investment. You know, <laughs> the guy who wrote for Green Book, he's not even in a tux. He's in a tux, but like you know, like the patrons that are there. Oh yeah. They're they're out on a Sunday night just grabbing some grub and then you know like the people from the award show come in so gotcha. we come in we're at the bar now I glance over my shoulder as I'm talking to the writer and John Hamm is there from Mad Men we all know John Hamm yes okay so we did the movie tag together hey. So, and I've talked to him during the promotion of tags. I go, I think I know this guy enough to go up to the table and it's not going to be like an asshole. So I go, John, Sebastian, and then we worked on tag together. Go, oh, yeah, of course. I ain't talking. Hey, congratulations, this, that, and the other thing. So we exchange some pleasantries and then we go in the back to our, our seat in the back. And uh, at this point of the night, I'm feeling really good about, eh, I got a couple glasses of wine in me. John Ham's up front running court. I'm going in the back with the green book people. I feel like, 
I'm in the inner sanctum of Hollywood. I never really felt like I was in the sanctum. But I'm like, oh, this this is what people do on a weeknight. You know? Yeah. Huh? I feel like I'm so out of that world where I'm going out. I'm at a restaurant. There's movie stars there. There's tuxedos. People are sending over drinks. You know, it's one of those nights. Yeah, it's like I, like I always it. hear. I like it. <laughs> 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 of course you do, man. You've been working your ass off to get that. You you know, I mean, I feel like you've been, you know, obviously you've been there a lot longer than you feel like you've had this profound John Ham moment that put you there. But uh, <laughs> I think Lou would attest with me. We've heard other stories where we'd say you've kind of already been a part of it, but uh, somehow the ham a lamb a ding dong put it over the top. No, Although, I'm talking dude. about in a social setting. I'm never in those like social settings where it's just a random night out. And, you know, you're running across, uh, you know, a lot of people in the business. I met a lot of people at the WGA award thing that, you know, I never met before. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, nice to see you. Nice to meet you backstage. Whatever. It's just like sometimes when you're, when you're in Peoria, Illinois, doing stand-up, you don't get to go out yeah. And, yeah. And, and mingle with these people because stand-up is alone. You know, you're alone, and these people work together. They have It's like a place where they go to work. If you, They've done movies together. They've written together. And now a stand-up comedy, uh, comedian who's basically a loner comes in, and all of a sudden he feels like he's part of the group. I hear you. No, it all makes a lot of sense, man. And I, it's 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 really kind of fascinating. It's almost like when I watch the Oscars and you hear the stories about them that, that night, or they say the next day we went to In and Out Burger. I was we were just dying for burgers, and I'm like, I never yeah. see a movie star at In and Out Burger, but yeah, they all yeah, come and one go with one group like that, <laughs> and they leave and they go, boom. It was, it was really one of cool. those nights. It was one of those nights where I felt like. Like Sinatra esque, where you know you go and you're sitting in a booth, you laugh, and we had a great time talking stories with the the guys from Green Book. Lana was there, and Lana was happy that I was social. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, he does play well with others. I had nice. a great time. Someday, when I'm awfully low, when the world is cold. I will feel a glow just thinking of you And the way you look tonight Do you remember? 1958 Can you remember ever really being uh, aggressively hit on by a man in your life? John Travolta yeah, right. Can I tell you the John Travolta story? No. At the Four Seasons? When I waited on him at night? No. Yeah, he came in at night with his uh, personal trainer. This is, uh, shit, this has got to be 2002, 2003. It's about 12, 31 o'clock. He wanted a hamburger. And uh, I said, yeah, no problem. I could get you that. And I'm like, I, I'm ecstatic. I can't believe I'm waiting on Travolta. I'm, I'm just thinking, welcome back, Cotter, saying, I feel, yeah, this is where my head's at. Right, man. Travolta, holy shit. So he just said came in after working out. 
Now, I'm not saying that the guy was hitting on me, but he did mention that he liked my legs. He goes, What? Hey, this is through the pants. And I had pants on. He goes, Look like you got big, strong legs. What do you do for your legs? And I'm like, Nah, nothing. Just rotten. You know, I don't really work out on my legs. He goes, Nah, you look like you got good, good, good legs. So, I mean, I don't know what that was, but I didn't give a shit. I'm thinking, shit. Vin Barbarino loves my legs. <laughs> How fantastic is that? So I'm sitting there going, I can't believe I'm having a, a conversation, a dialogue with Travolta. This must have been when I first came out here because I was really excited that this was happening. The idiot I am, when they paid the bill, I'm like, I do comedy. You want to come to a show? Oh my God. I invited Travolta to a show. He's like, well, yeah, where, where do you perform? I go, at the comedy store. I normally go up late, like around 12, 31 o'clock. If you ever want to come, let me know. You know, I'll put you on the list. Like, like if he showed up anyway, they'd go, mm, yeah, 20. The Pete and Sebastian Show. You'll wonder where the yellow went when you bash your teeth with Pepsodent. All right, we got a new sponsor, and I'm just getting right to the name. It's called Noom. N is in Nancy, O as in Oscar, O as in Oscar, M is in Michael. Noom, baby. And you know what this puppy is? It's a lifestyle app. It's like having a personal trainer and full weight loss support team in your own back pocket. I'm telling you, I did this. You download the Noom app and you get your own personal trainer and nutritionist. She's going to change or he is going to change the way you live your life. I got a woman named Eve. She's uh, born and raised in New York and she's my concierge at Noom. You got to try this, man, because too many too many times we try to lose weight and you, you go to these plans and they tell you how to lose the weight. But then you lose the weight and you go back to your life and you put the weight back on because they're not teaching you a new life style, man. That's what Noom does. It helps you lose the weight and it helps you keep it off because it, it, it tells you how to live, what to eat, what not to eat, what's good for you, what's not. It can track your calories and Noom has one of the biggest food databases available. And by the way, how much cheaper is all this stuff I'm telling you about than getting a trainer named Bill that's making you run stupid sand dunes. Or oh, today we're gonna we're gonna ride a bike together. You know what, Bill? I'm gonna download Noom, and this puppy's gonna tell me everything I need to do without the invasiveness of you calling me and texting me. Right? Noom is designed for results. It's out with the old habits, in with the new. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. N O O M dot com, and then do slash DJ Lou. 
for your discount. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash DJ Lou to start your trial today. Again, that's Noom.com slash DJ Lou. And start losing weight, guys, and keeping it off because you're going to change the way you live. This Sunday, I'm going to the Oscars. Oh, but let me let me paint the picture here, okay? I had told my agents, my manager, my publicist, I said it'd be nice to go to the Oscars. You know, I don't know the next time I'm ever going to be in a movie that's nominated, and it's something that you know, being in the entertainment business, be nice to go. So I was fortunate enough that they gave me one ticket, right? So I'm going solo, which I'm not really good at going solo to these things because I need my little buddy, my partner, my wife, Lana, to, you know, bring out the little puppy dog in me because normally when I go alone, I become a cat. Maybe you'll run with John Ham. <laughs> uh, maybe me and John will ex- exchange. But... uh Here's the, here's the kicker, and this is what I want to open up to the group. I think uh, I might be sitting in the nosebleeds. Where, where are we at with this? I think I might be sitting up where, like, the fans are. You know when they... Yeah. <laughs> when the fans yeah. scream, yeah, and then they look up to the balcony. Yeah, I love you too up there, the fans. And I literally could be right next to the fans. Well, what let me think of that. <laughs> well, it, it depends. I got to ask you a question. If Green Book wins for best picture, are you allowed to walk up with the rest of the cast from wherever you're okay. sitting? I have to ask if this is a possible. I doubt it, but it, there very well could be the cast and the producers and the director on stage receiving the award for best picture, and I might be up in mezzanine three that's watching what that happen. That's Listen, I, I'm rooting for the award to win, but if you can't go down there and be on stage with it, it's going to be a little weird. I mean, it's like I'm at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Beatles get inducted and Ringo sitting next to me. I'm like, aren't you going to go up there, guy? <laughs> I just play drums only half the time. <laughs> what the fuck? So, so I might I might be sitting next to a seat filler, and they're going, "Oh, what company do you work for? What seat filling company?" I go, "No, no, no. I'm just I'm in the movie that just won." <sighs> right, right. Oh, now, shit. now this, and I'm again, man. I'm asking on behalf of all the listeners, which is growing yeah. all the time, bro. This this show's getting exciting. But now I have to say, <laughs> I have to say, number one. And I know most importantly, it's bothering you. You, you, you. You're without your partner in crime, the lovely yeah. Lana. Number two, you might be high up in the nosebleeds. Um, number three, are you, and I, I think the answer is yes already, uh, invited to a lot of after parties, whether or not you go to the actual award show? Aren't you invited to a lot of parties? I'm invited to uh, the Elton John party, which is after the Oscars. So that that's, that's where I'll be teaming up with Lana. We're going to that. So, all right, that which is awesome and huge. So why go then at all? That's, I just, it's more of like the story, uh, you know, like being seen at the Oscars, walking the red carpet, you know, that type of deal. Just oh, kind of you being... will get to walk the red carpet, though. You will yeah, get to yeah, walk. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. But again, 
We're gonna go. Where's your lovely? Where's your lovely <laughs> wife? You're gonna go. Oh, she couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying, Louie. You laughing? <laughs> We're gonna all be looking at the screen. He's lying. He couldn't get it taken for her. She's gonna meet him in the parking lot in front of the Elton John party. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so you terrible. can you can you tell them? <laughs> you know, I mean, Lana's an artist. They uh, they're gonna be aware of her. There's been interviews and magazine uh, stuff with you guys yeah, and stuff. So nah, that come, forget it. How is that Nothing. gonna play? Yeah, it's gonna play. It's not gonna play. I'm. Just, I'm gonna. I might say. Uh, you know, they only gave me one ticket. <laughs> That's <absolutely laughs> fucking hilarious. That's hilarious. Oh uh, god damn. Oh, uh, what if they go? You didn't give it to Lana? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm reading the invitation now, though. Let me let me take this back. This is this is a viewing one. party. The Elton John. So, so, are we not even invited to the party after? Well, if you're invited to Elton to, to the viewing party of the Oscars, Elton John's viewing party of the Oscars, I I can only imagine you don't get booted out and have to get brought back in. With. <laughs> Those of you who came to watch, you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The good news is now you can go over, back over to the theater where the Oscars just wrapped up if you want to take a few photos out front. Oh, man. Oh, my God. First of all, first of all, if you're invited to the viewing party, what does it say? Come on. It says, here, I'm reading the, I'm reading the damn thing right now. Uh, where is it? Viewing party. The 27th Annual Academy Awards Viewing Party. 27? Oh, because oh, it's Elton's thing, right? Yeah, the, to benefit Elton John's AIDS Foundation. Oh, okay, performance, performance by the Killers. Uh, okay, so it starts at 3.30, though. That uh, 3.30 cocktails, 4.30 dinner. So I got to yeah, find out. I gotta find all right, out. all right. Lou, can I ask you a couple favors? Yeah, yeah couple things in order one can you find out what time the oscars starts it's start, it's it starts yeah. when that like four thirty-five o'clock oh okay all right and so, luke can you google the killers are they good or anything great the killers are awesome wow bro they, they got the killers okay. they must be a serious party all right i just hope i when i after the Oscars, am I able to go? That's why I just I just uh, emailed my agent on that. So hopefully by the end of the show, we'll get an email back stating whether or not this is a viewing party or what the hell this is. Oh, I like this song. Yeah, this is the oh, you don't want to miss this song, man. You don't want to miss this one. Oh, man. This is good. They're good. <laughs> Bro, I know this. I, this is good stuff. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I know too. so <clears throat> oh, you do. So that's what's going on um, this Sunday. Uh, all right, I think I monopolized uh, most of the show here. What well, do you it's got? not not what you do. This has become a Hollywood episode, practically, man. Uh, are you going to the Oscars next week? I mean, that's prior to the next show we do, right? 
Prior, this yeah, is the this, this is the last show before. Yeah. yeah. So I got. So. Uh, so so first of all, what do you as far as if you're going, are you gonna as they say who's gonna dress you, guy? And I know you got your 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 uh, stylist, but. Don't you Standard. have to know what you're wearing and say yeah, it? I know what I'm wearing. Tuxedo. I got, I got my tuxedo. Probably the same thing I wore to the WG. I'm wearing to the Oscars. And did you buy it? Yeah, I bought it. So if you bought it can you, and they go, what are you wearing? Can you be like, you know what? I paid for it. The person who made it didn't give me any deal on it. So just fucking enjoy <laughs> looking at it. I ain't giving him a plug. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like fuck that guy! Yeah. Well, if it's not free, why am I going to plug his yeah, shit? Right? Yeah, it's not a loner. It's not a loner. Yeah, I bought it, and uh, you don't need to know who it is. Yeah, what? and if uh, the guy who made it is watching this, he could call me and ask me what other shit I want from him to tell people that I was wearing his shit. What the fuck! Everyone think they're getting a freebie? And by the way, you know why my wife isn't here? Oh, you're gonna love this one. You sitting down? I don't even have a fucking ticket for her. I'm the third lead in this goddamn movie. Holy shit. I think I'm sitting with uh, Bill Smith, the son of the tech guy, up top. I'm, are you ready for this? Is everyone listening? When we win Best Picture, I'm not even allowed to go on the stage. Like, I'd get kicked off. Oh, and here's the kicker. If I don't leave soon enough and get to the viewing party, I'm not allowed in because I waited too long to come that they're mad that I didn't come earlier, so I can't. Ah, oh, it's a goddamn clusterfuck. You want me to tell you what I'm wearing? Oh, Shit. God, you imagine? Uh, God, too bad Joan Rivers isn't still alive. For, there's a ton of other reasons, but, man, wouldn't that be awesome to have her ask anything? Oh, yeah, that would be great. Justin Bieber, what do you make of this guy? You want to slap him. You know, I, I always liked him, and I thought he was so cute as a lesbian. Dude, it would be great. I don't even know what's going to go on the red carpet, bro. I don't even know what's going to go on there. I mean, it's going to be one of these things where they, you know, E Entertain, same shit that happens to me all of the time. E Entertainment's there. They got their whole thing, you know, and they're going to lead me down the down all the way to the end to the two kids who are eight years old who started their own channel on YouTube. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 oh, oh god damn now so, if, if you're on the red carpet all right and you're walking and you see you know 50 yards in front of you or let's say 50 60 feet in front of you or 60 feet behind you stallone are you are you breaking protocol and walking over to where he is or are you just gonna eyeball him and let it hopefully run into him organically Maybe he'll be up in the bleachers later that night. Yeah. Oh, you are just going. You know, there's a Italian guy looking for me up here. You know? <laughs> or are you just gonna fucking beeline at the slide and go? I got no, man. I, I li- I'm not saying anything to nobody. Right, well, maybe gonna, he'll be at the viewing be- party later. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What do you mean you're not saying nothing to nobody, bro? What is the point? Uh, all right, all right. I know what, what am you I do. gonna you always, do? It's Wait, a dry you, run. You always like to do a dry run. This is your Oscar dry run. So when you are gonna win yeah. one, which you, which you think you will someday, and you probably will, you'll go. I'm so glad I did the dry run. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what I plan on doing is like I scoping it out. I'm not gonna be one of those guys where someone's getting interviewed and I know that guy and I'm gonna come from behind and go, hey, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I ain't doing that. Oh, 
I ain't bad. doing that. Oh, I'm cringing because I feel like I would. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Now I hope I wouldn't, but I would have if you didn't oh, do that. God. Yeah, God. I mean, I would do it if it was you. You yeah. know, if it was you yeah. doing an interview, I would come from behind. Hey, Pete, how are you doing? <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, but I'm not gonna go to John Hamm and, and he's getting interviewed. And I go, yeah, we, we saw you at Rails, and he's gonna go, bro, I'm fu- I'm in an interview, man. Oh, I'm dying. By the way. uh just for the record, John Hamm was fantastic in the in that town where Ben Affleck was robbing the bank. Great, it was a fucking great movie, and he was great. Wait, in that. wait, wait. Uh, Hamm was in that? Yeah, he was in the cop. town. Yes, oh, he was the I, cop. I, I, he was the FBI wow. agent trying to catch Affleck. Oh boy, I tried to prop him up. You just cut him down at the legs. Oh, no, I, <laughs> he was in that. <laughs> <laughs> You're here today, so I could personally tell you that you are going to die in federal prison. And so are all your friends. This is another story coming out of the Oscars, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, I wish we could uh, meet you in the back of a van 20 minutes beforehand and wire him like a like a like uh, like he's going to meet El Chapo undercover, right, Lou? Some secret mic I want to hear. Dude, you're going to run into Brad Pitt, maybe. Brad Pitt. Dude. Tom Cruise might try and sell Scientology to you at some point that night. Yeah, it's crazy. I bet, you know, fucking Dennis Quaid might ask you to jam with him someday. Come jam. We all jam. Me and Kevin Bacon and Jeff Bridges. Why? I don't know. What What would you do if you were out without the Jackie? I would. But okay. But we, in, you're in like the lobby of the Oscars. What do you do? Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, got, I know nobody. Yeah. Oh, what do I do? Oh, I just, man. Oh, that's. Be, I'm, dude, what are you going to do? You, are you going to look at your phone? Uh, gonna, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Is, we'll see. You, Hopefully, some, are, the Green Book. Maybe I'll hang out with the people from the Green Book, the movie. I don't know. Ooh, as wait, long as you can. can. Oh, so we just got it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We just got an email okay. on the uh, on what's going on. All right. I think you could go after, but checking now. Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> well, but why would it be? Why would it be? If Elton John's having a party for the people who weren't invited to the Oscars? It sounds like a, 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 doesn't even sound like a, right? I I thought it was, hey, listen, we're having a party that takes place after the Oscars, but if you're not going to the Oscars, you can come by before the actual big party and watch it there too, and of course, stay for the big bash, and that's when Elton comes in the, in the, you know, Cinderella wagon, white wagon, and the whole nine yards, right? Yeah, all right, I, I, yeah, I'm, we're going to get confirmation on this, so. But the thing is, when um, you said when you said you're at the Oscars and you're like, maybe I can hang out with the people from Green Book. You just yeah. gotta prepare yourself for that moment when you're hanging out with them before the show, oh, and you're God. like, and they go, "Okay, we're going oh. to sit down." So where are you? And you're like, "No, nah, yeah, I'm over here." Just you know. No, would you go? No, nah, I'm in, up in mezzanine three. Would you even <laughs> say that? Or 
No, I wouldn't say how high up and far away I am, but I would just say I'm not with you. I'm at another table. They put me with Sly. Here's here's one. I just thought of this. Green Book wins, right? And uh, let's say the director, Peter Fairley, goes up there and accepts the award. And he was like, and let's say we saw each other before the Oscars started. We saw each other in the lobby, right? God, this is getting awkward, man. So he's up there. He's like, I just want to thank uh, you know everybody that was a part of the film. He starts naming the actors and Sebastian Maniscalco, and he's looking looking in the back, right? Sebastian Maniscalco, and I'm up in mezzanine three. Oh, wow! And what what if you're so far away? They actually do one of those, put a light on you, and you give a stand and wave. <laughs> And then the light fades off of you and back on to the other people on stage. Oh, man. <laughs> Bro, the mezzanine three, they don't even bring cameras up there, man. Well, that. Oh, all right. Do you know where you're sitting yet? No. Do you I know any this, details? They said mezzanine two or three. And I looked at the seating chart of the Kodak Theater, yeah. and this is, you know, this is the nosebleeds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And this isn't a joke, then. This is confirmed that you're, like, not close to the... Like... No. I'm not close to the cast at all. I am in the... Bro, if you go to a theater... Right. And and you're sitting on the floor. Let's say the fourth row, like like Lou. Like imagine you're at the Pearl Jam concert, and then you got to look back to see where your buddies are that did good good tickets. That's where I'm at. Torture. Get the How fuck out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now another message from Pete Corielli about scent bird. Okay, we've discussed this one before. For a lot of people, there's no better feeling than someone coming up to you and saying, you smell amazing. What cologne are you wearing? I can't, that makes me uncomfortable to have someone say that to me. But at least, let's be honest, it's letting you know that whatever you're wearing is working. But the problem is, so you get a good cologne that makes somebody say that to you. But now you're stuck with this freaking $150 bottle of cologne and you got to smell that one way every day for how many freaking months going straight because that's the only thing we can afford is one big thing of cologne. We got other expenses in life. So then people go from saying you smell great to thinking you smell exactly like you did Wednesday and Thursday, Ken. That's why you got to go to Scent Bird. We have found a way to make smell amazing without breaking the bank, man. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service. This allows you to discover new colognes without buying the entire bottle. Isn't that fantastic? They got over 450 luxury brands from Kenneth Cole to Gucci to Tom Ford. You choose the cologne you want to try and they'll send you a 30-day supply. Not a goddamn vat or a barrel. That's just 120 sprays, enough to apply more than four times daily for a month. You smell, you smell fantastic for a month. People start thinking they know what you're all about. Boom, Scentbird sends you another flavor, another scent, another style, mixing it up. I'm telling you, man, you can't go wrong with this. I did it myself. They gave me five cents right out of the gate. 
I'm not gonna lie to you. I gave one to a buddy of mine because the scent of that one, I'm like, I, I, I know what, what you do for a living. You'd like this particular scent. And he loved it. And he signed up for Scentbird. You know why? Because this is something my wife pointed out. When we got all of our colognes and perfumes, they are so fresh. This shit is not sitting on the shelf. Scentbird makes the colognes and fragrances fresh, baby. Right out of the factory sent to you. And we got an exclusive offer for you right now. You can just go only, only for Pete and Sebastian listeners, all right? You can sign up today to get 50% off your first month. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash DJ Lou and use your coupon code DJ Lou at checkout. At checkout for 50% off your first month. That's scentbird, S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D dot com slash DJ Lou, D-J-L-O-U, all right? Slash DJ Lou to try your first colonial perfume for just $7.50. Sign on smell amazing. I'm telling you people, go to Scentbird. How I got How high uh, how many seats do you think are in the first level? <laughs> well, okay, I think it goes mezzanine 1, 2 and 3. I think there's a it's a three-tier system there. So, that's a good question. How if I'm in mezzanine 3, am I all the way in the back last row or am I near the railing? Well, how many seats are in each mez? Because even if you're only, if you're in mez two, if mez one holds four hundred seats, mm-hmm. then I mean, I'm blown. You, you're doing a lot of good stuff. There's still three hundred ninety nine more important people, and you were at, you were in one of the movies I was nominated. <laughs> That's man. <laughs> oh shit! Well, there's there's a. Uh... 3,400 seats in the joint, okay? So oh, okay. 3,400 people are there. And let's say top mezzanine holds what? You want to say 300 maybe? Okay. That's that. So, that's... yeah, I'm in the 3,000. I'm in the 3,000s. Well, let me ask you a question, all right? Let's yeah. say, and I use him as an example because it was a long, long time admirer. I don't even think he did anything of note the past year. But let's just say Matt Dillon calls his agent and says, I'm, I'm going to be in L.A. and me and my girlfriend want to go to the Oscars. Get us a couple tickets to go to the Oscars. Do you think Matt Dillon will have top 20 rows, mezzanine level one, or maybe not yeah. even get a ticket? I don't think he'll get the 20 rows just because I think those rows are deserved for or reserved for people who have a movie there. So, but, you know, like every year, Jack Nicholson used to be there, front row. And and he never, you know, had, so does he just get, is he just grandfathered in on the front row? Like he's been coming to this shit since like, er, like late 60s. So does he just go, guy, I was here in 68, all right? So just reserve the seat. It's like Rayo's, but but, but it's at the Oscars. I mean, he was the funnest thing about it. Everyone was always so excited. He was up front with his shades on. All right, let's go a little higher then. Let's just say George Clooney's got nothing going on, but he wants to go to the Oscars. You're going to tell me he's not in the top 20 rows? What they do is... 
George Clooney is like the Jack Nicholson of our time. So what they yeah. do is they probably take somebody from the first 20, bump them back to my seat, and then I get to stay home. All right, fair enough. But let's go. Let's go. It's a hardcore, crazy run where it's Clooney wants to go, and all of a sudden Nick Nolte and Mel Gibson and Kevin Bacon and Jeff Bridges and Bill Murray. He got a hold of us. Like all of a sudden, all these dudes, some are more famous than others, they're just breaking protocol, and they all want to come. Is everybody just slowly getting cut, cut, cut? Yeah. Bumped, the, bumped, the, bumped, yeah, bumped, bump, bump, and that mezzanine three is getting the ticket to go home. I'm telling you. Well, then I feel if it's all based on who's doing what and da da da, then someone's not doing their homework. That you're in fucking mezzanine three, four <laughs> garden shows, stern movies, ha da da, baba, the Netflix thing. I mean, it, it doesn't we, translate to the movies, bro. It, it does. Look, you different... want viewers? You want viewers? They don't want to look out and see some old white Jewish guy that uh, put. <laughs> 30 million into the fucking movie. Uh, they want to see the Italian guy that they see and that makes them laugh. This is why this thing is dated, man. This is why your dust comes off our TV while we watch this shit. <laughs> Fuck. And now they got no host. Oh, yeah, that was the problem. That was what was putting us to sleep. Your host. Well, that's, just, that's a good point. You know, it's like they got no host. I think the only way I could get up on the main floor is if I host this damn thing. Even if you went up to the main floor, there's no host who's going to yell from the stage for you to go back. There's nobody there. There's fucking chaos. Oh, God, bro. Yeah, that would be funny. That would be such a dude. Are you kidding me? You would be the legend of Hollywood. If, like, it's like an hour in, it's kind of boring, and you just go up. And they go, and you just literally go up there and grab the mic and go, I'm sorry. I don't even have a, um, I'm going to be scared to be up here, but it's really bothering me that this thing has no host. I'm taking this <laughs> thing over. Give me the award card. What are we doing? Is anyone else freaked out? Is this weird to fucking anybody else? I, I mean, oh, even though they drag you off and arrest you, man, boom. It's those kind of groundbreaking moments. Of course, you don't yeah. need to do that, guy. You're fine. You're fine. You don't need to do that. I can't even get down there, bro. I don't even have a laminate around my... my I don't even have credentials to get on the f- first uh, level. <laughs> even if you did get up there. You had trouble opening one goddamn envelope last Sunday. Now you're going to be expected to open shit up left and right and <laughs> hand it out. <laughs> what the fuck you do? <laughs> Oh, well, I, this is what I predict. I predict that you will go immediately see uh, allies uh, and then be in a position where, which I also predict, I think the movie's going to win Best Picture, you'll be and end up up there off to the side, you know, with a little Peter Farley looking over when he does that points to the cast sort of thing. Unfortunately, I think Vigo, and I really thought he slammed it, I think... Uh, think he's gonna lose out to the guy who played freddie mercury he's a lot of hot buzz for that guy hot hot yeah. buzz. yeah i don't know i mean it's one of these things where you know since i'm part of the movie obviously i want vigo to win uh, i want the movie to win but uh that bohemian rhapsody was pretty damn good and that guy uh, really kind of nailed it so we'll yeah. see i don't Mahersh know is gonna win for sure oh yeah i think he's a lock yeah me too me too so many things to bet on. Who's going to win what? Will Sebastian get to level two or level three? <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, dude, are you going to meet Elton John? 
I don't know. I'm not even thinking about that party. My efforts right now are honed in on the red carpet and finding out where the hell I'm at in Mezzanine 3. So, and who I'm sitting next to. That's going to be another thing. It's like, yeah, that's a whole deal. Like, I'd feel a lot comfortable, more comfortable if I I sat next to a guy and I go, what are you doing here? And he goes, Oh, I'm the I'm the fourth lead in um in Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, oh, all right, this is where they put us. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, obviously, man, we look forward to hearing all the details. But are you going to? Uh, yeah, so you'll put out a tweet or something to the to the listeners so they know whether or not to look for you uh, prior to the start of the show. Make sure you win. Because I'm not watching the red carpet if you're not going. But if you're going, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be looking on the red carpet to see if they ask you questions and all that believe shit. Me, believe me, I'm not going to be someone who's televised on the red carpet. It's not, you know, it's like they're, they're interviewing the big stars for the red carpet and televising that. They're not going to go, oh, hey, here's a guy who is uh, head of, you know, uh, who's in four or five scenes in the green book and sitting in mezzanine three yeah right this way mezzanine three and uh he's here alone yeah uh come (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man i think that tuxedo of yours would get an interview all on its own All right, bro. Uh, All right. Uh, well, there you have it. What do you got? What's the uh, What's the plan live? Where can we see you? Uh, okay, uh, Sellersville Theater, uh, Sellersville, Pennsylvania, March 29th. That's uh, the big one. I want to? Oh, I also. What am I saying, dude? Uh, next weekend, I'll be at the uh, Hartford Funny Bone. Then I'm going to Omaha Funny Bone. Then I said, like I said, Sellersville. So just go to pcorielli.com. See all the dates. Uh, all right, some new dates added to my schedule for the summer. We're going to Lincoln, California, July 20th, August 10th. I'll be near you in Jamestown, New York at the National Comedy Center. How far is that from you? That is about mm, 30, 35 minutes, not too far at all. All right, man, we might have to hook up there. August 16th, Rancho Mirage, California, Santa Barbara, August 17th, August 18th, Alpine, California, August 30th. Sahurita, Arizona at the Desert Diamond Casino and then August 31st Albuquerque, New Mexico SebastianLive.com for all your tickets and merchandise needs The show has ended. Wow, I can't believe, man. I mean, I got no celebrity radar, bro. You don't even have Italian radar.
Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.